God's Little Brown Church Sermon Series featuring Pastor Andrew Chrysler. <laughs> Praise God. We'll start with Philippians 4, verse 4. Page 791, if you're following along in the Pew Bible. The message this morning is rejoice. We'll just get into it. Philippians 4, beginning with verse 4, says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The instruction is to rejoice no matter what's going on. Rejoice no matter what our circumstances are. If our, our only happiness or our only contentment, our only reason for rejoicing is based on our circumstances, then there's going to be times where we just can't find any joy in the midst of what's going on. If that is the only place our joy is found is in our circumstances, some days are bad days. But if instead our rejoicing is based on the fact that we're engraved in the hand of a sovereign God who loves us, who created us, who's at work in us, and we trust and rely on him that no matter what I face, I don't face it alone. If I have that foundation, then I can give thanks to God. I can rejoice no matter what's happening. Um, So look, let's go back through this. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to all men. Which means we're taking the time to be gentle with people. We're taking the time to not allow things to infect, inf affect my mood or my attitude so that I'm not lashing out with people because I'm having a bad day. I don't know about you, but I do that sometimes. Lord, forgive me, but I do that sometimes. I get, I'll allow, sometimes, sometimes I will allow things to just, the, the circumstance to affect my mood, and when it affects my mood, it affects my actions. The, the, the instruction here from Paul is to set that aside, remember what we have to give thanks for. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. God knows what we need, but it's an act of obedience to submit ourselves to his word. It's an act of obedience. Lord, I thank you, even in this situation. Lord, you know we need provision in finances. You know we need provision as an engineer for the radio station. You know we need these. You know what things we need, Father. You know, Lord... You know, Lord, that my children have turned their backs on you. But I still thank you because you love them more than I do. Do we give thanks to God even when we're facing situations that are overwhelming? It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, which means it doesn't make sense to have peace with God in some of the situations we go through. In the natural, it does not make sense. 
But God will give us peace even in the midst of the turmoil. God will give us peace even in the midst of the fear and the devastation, all these things that are going on around us. When you look at your checkbook and there's a minus sign before the, before the balance, I've been there. You know, how did I get so, how did I get there? When you look and realize that in my own strength, I don't see a way out. But I trust that God is still in control. I trust that God is still at work. And I can rejoice that I have a roof over my head, however temporarily. Now, step back for just a minute. Our house is fine. Everything is fine. I am not currently in that situation. I don't currently have a negative balance in my checkbook. But there have been times in my life where I have. There have been times in my life where I lost a house in a bankruptcy. I lived in a cave for a time. There have been times where I didn't have what I thought I needed. But I've still seen God make a way where there was no way. Make a way where absolutely nothing looked like it was going to come out. But still, God has been faithful. And I can rejoice that no matter what I'm facing, because God has shown himself faithful every time. He didn't bring me this far and drop me off and say, okay, you're on your own now. God continues to be with us and he continues to guide us. I can rejoice that no matter what the situation is, it is temporary. Everything, you know, that which is seen is temporal, that which is not seen is eternal, Scripture tells us. So even the things I face, even the things we face, even the things we, we encounter in this life are temporary. And to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When I draw my final breath, I go into the presence of the Lord. No matter what happens, I have an eternity. I have a destination. Uh, we read a few weeks ago, I don't remember exactly the passage, it's out of the Gospels, and um, the, the disciples had, had 70 had come back, that Jesus had sent out to go two by two and to preach the Gospel, and they came back and they were rejoicing that even the demons are subject to you, subject to us in your name. And Jesus said, don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you. Rejoice that your name is written in heaven. We rejoice because no matter what, at some point, I'm stepping into the presence of the Lord. Uh, Paul talks about our light affliction. The little things we go through. Like It may not feel light at the time. But it's just for a time. Praise God. Psalm 9, verses 1 and 2. Page 370. 370. Psalm 9, verse 1 says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Give praise to God just because He's God. Give praise to God because He's worthy of praise. Rejoice in the Lord because you have a relationship. That He, not because I'm so good, because I tell you I'm not. Not because I'm so good, but because of His love toward us, because of His mercy toward us, He draws us into relationship. He draws us into communion. He draws us to draw close to Him. 
because he wants that relationship. We're all familiar with John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave Jesus to restore the relationship that Adam gave away in the garden. That communing, walking with the Lord in the cool of the day. Walking with God, talking with God, having a wonderful time with him. There was another person who had a relationship like that. Maybe you've heard of him, Enoch. Says in, it says in Genesis, Enoch walked with God and was no more because God took him. He walked with God and just kept right on going. Nobody else could find him anymore. Walking with God, coming into the relationship with God that doesn't matter what the circumstances were going on around us. Remember in the days of Enoch, which is three, three before um, Noah. In the days of Enoch... The world was a pretty messed up place. You go through reading in Genesis in the early days. The world was a pretty messed up place. Scripture says God looked down and saw that the heart of men was to do evil continually. And that's the world back then. How is it that much different than today? Those who follow the Lord, those who draw close to the Lord, those who want to have a relationship with God. And allow God to change their lives are set as very, very different from the hedonistic, uh, self-centered people in the world around us. That we were. You know? God changes our life when we come into relationship with Him. He draws us by His Spirit. He makes us different. So the psalmist says here, I will tell of your marvelous works. My question is, are we doing that? As we rejoice in the Lord, do we tell people what great things God has done? Do we have a testimony? Can we say, look, God is able to change people's lives. My God heals. My God delivers. My God sets free. My God comforts. And I know because it's happened in my life, I'm happy to tell you about it. But I'm also happy to show you in my life that God has made such a change in me, I'm willing to come alongside of you as you hurt. I'm willing to be interested in the things that are affecting you. To allow God to work through me to, t to comfort other people. Telling of the wonderful works of God in our lives. Not just using our words, but using our life to demonstrate that God changes people. That I'm not the person that I used to be. Praise God. We're called to rejoice and to give praise to God, to thank Him because of what He's done and just of who He is. In Psalm 33, verse 18. Page 380. 380. It says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him and on those who hope in His mercy. Stop right there for a minute. You know God's paying attention to what goes on in your life? It's one thing to have it up here. It's another thing to walk it out and to live it out. God is paying attention to the things that go on in your life. Nothing comes up into your life that God doesn't know about. Nothing comes up in your life that's a surprise to Him. Many years ago, 
the other day, you know, I have no clue how long ago it was. Debbie and I were over at uh, Sanborton, Sanborton, however it's pronounced, a town in New Hampshire that's right on the border of Maine, Maine and New Hampshire. We were over there for a meeting. The phone rings. It's Rich, who puts our messages up online, used to do lead praise and worship for us. He'd driven by the church, and the windstorm had happened. The roof on this half of the church was ripped off. Some of it was folded back. Some of it was laying in the lawn. What in the world do we do with that? Well, make some phone calls, and we trust in the Lord. God knew the wind was going to rip the roof off. So we didn't have to panic about it. God has us here. God is at work in our circumstances. So even when things that are devastating to the natural mind come up, we can rejoice in the fact that God loves us and he's at work and he's making provision. Even when we don't know where that provision's coming from. Even when we don't know what it's going to look like, we relax in the fact that God has us. And God will make the way. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His mercy. God has been at work in my life and in your life. Some of your testimonies I know, bits and pieces of them. I'm of mine, or a good portion of mine, because I've been doing this for a long time. And I say a lot of things. But even yesterday, day before, I said something, and Debbie says, I've never heard that before. Now, Debbie and I started dating almost 26 years ago. We've been married for over 23 years, and I'm still saying things that she's never heard of be heard before. It's but a what's that? It's a rarity. But they still had it happened just just a couple of days ago. Things still come up. But God knows everything about you, everything about me. More than that, He knows the things not only the things that have happened, but what's in front of us. He has us engraved in the palm of his hands, and he's promised to cause all things to work together for good to them who love him, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Nothing happens, comes up in our life that is a surprise to him. But he heals, he delivers, he sets free. He brings us through. Verse 19, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our hearts shall rejoice in Him because we have trusted in His holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. We rejoice in the Lord because we trust in the Lord. Because we know that no matter what comes up, no matter what we face, no matter the turmoil, no matter the difficulties, no matter what, He is still God and still loves us. What is it going to look like going through? I don't know. Uh, I mentioned a couple of days ago, Johnny Erickson Tata has been in a wheelchair quadriplegic for about f over 50 years. What is it going to look like? I don't know. But I know she loves the Lord. And I know she trusts the Lord. She is still rejoicing and still relying upon him. 
in our own life. What have we gone through? When I went through things when I was running from God, it was a whole lot more difficult than going through things when I'm serving Him. Because I know that no matter what I face, no matter what comes up, God is still God, still loves me, is still on the throne, and still promises to cause it to work together for good. No matter what it is. No matter what my circumstance or what I face, I know that God is still at work. And I can rejoice in that. Psalm 40, verse 16. Page 384. 384. The psalmist says, Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, Let the Lord... The Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O oh my God. As we trust in the Lord, we can rejoice and be glad because we're not relying upon ourselves. I don't have to figure out the answer. I don't have to come up with a way to make everything work. If I rely upon myself, I end up in trouble. Now, I'm 63. I spent a lot of, a lot of my time relying upon myself and trying to figure things out. Looking back, I can say a lot of the time, most of the time when I tried figuring it out, when I tried working it out, when I tried to come up with the answer, I was wrong. And I made bigger mess than what I started with. But as I've learned to trust God, as I've learned to seek His face, as I've learned to rely upon Him, say, Lord, Your Word says that I will hear a voice behind me saying, this is the way, walk in it. Lord, You will direct my steps because You promised to. Lord, You will guide me through this situation. You will bring me through because You promised to. And I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know who You are. And because of that, I can rejoice and be proud and be glad in You. Because no matter what we face, no matter what we encounter, I know who holds my tomorrow. And when my tomorrow includes my last breath, I know who holds me forever. And I can rejoice in that. I don't have to worry about the things I face. I don't have to worry about my circumstances. I have to trust God. That doesn't mean that we don't ask for wisdom. That doesn't mean we don't seek His guidance. That doesn't mean we don't seek wise counsel. It means we don't worry. Instead, we trust God. God direct me. God put people in my path, uh, wise counselors in my path. Put people in my path that I can share with. Put people in my path, Lord God, that, that uh, know your ways. So that we're in the words of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. Help me, guide me, Father. In the multitude of counselors. We face what, we, what comes. And the multitude of counsel make war. Don't make war without really talking, talking it through. Don't start to build a tower without counting the cost, Jesus said. But pay attention to the details, but know that God is the one who answers the question. God is the one who puts people in our path. God is the one who gives us His wisdom. God is the one who guides us. Habakkuk 3. 
Verse 17. 633. Here's another verse we read a few weeks back. We're talking about rejoicing in the Lord. We're talking about being joyful and rejoicing in God, not not being overwhelmed by our circumstances, by the situation, not being overwhelmed by the things that we face, but to recognize who God is and to be able to rejoice no matter what's happening. Habakkuk 3, the prophet, verse 17 says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fall, may fail, and the fields yield no fruit, though the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stall, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. He will make me to walk on my high hills. This is a, a song of praise to God no matter what. See, this is back in the days where your wealth was counted on, you know, by your, by your provision. Your fruit from the fig trees. Now, the fig tree doesn't blossom. No fruit on the vines. So you have your olive grove and your fig grove and your, and your vineyard and your, her, and your herds and your flocks and all of this and all of it fails. Yet I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. In Job chapter 1, the end of Job chapter 1, where Job has lost his oxen, his asses, his camels, his sheep, and his children... He said, the Lord gives and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Says in all this, Job did not sin. No matter what we face, we can praise God because he's God. Because he's at work and that we may not understand the circumstances. I guarantee you things will happen in your life that, that don't make sense. And things will happen in your life that are devastating. And things will happen in your life. You're like, why God? But we can still rejoice in God because He loves us. Verse 18, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. What's God brought you through? Better question. What's God left you in the middle of? Because He's brought you through everything. You're here. God has shown himself faithful in our lives. Matthew 5. Page 651. 651? Yes. 651 in the Pew Bible. Right down there in the Beatitudes, the very end of the Beatitudes, and Jesus says, Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you. Wait a minute. That doesn't sound like fun. And they say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Blessed are you when they revile 
and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Blessed are you when you face opposition for the sake of the gospel. Blessed are you when people are just lying about you. Lord, it doesn't, I don't feel blessed. It's not, a, it's not a feeling. It's a fact. And because of that, we can rejoice in God that no matter what we face, we face it knowing that He is victorious, that He is the one who guides. Final passage, Acts 5, beginning with verse 38. It's 737. 737. Now, I'll do a little setup. I wasn't going to read all, all the verses there. Peter and John were preaching in the temple, and they got taken into custody. They got beaten. They got uh, strongly warned uh, not, to, not to preach anymore in the name of Jesus. And they decided that they ought to obey God rather than man. And when they let him go, they went right back to the temple preaching again. And they got picked up again and taken in. And, and um, the, uh, the council was trying to put them to death. But a certain Pharisee by the name of Gamaliel, who as a side note was Paul's teacher, talked about some of the situations that had happened recently, and he picks up here in verse 38, and he says, I now say, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan is a work of man, it, is, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you be found to fight against God. And they agreed with him, and when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. They rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer shame on behalf of Jesus. Do we do that? Do we rejoice when we face opposition? When people are opposed to us because of the name of Jesus? Maybe you've heard the old, uh, the old statement, if you were accused of being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Lord, help me. Do we live out the relationship with God? Do we rejoice enough? Do we rejoice in God to the point that it's making an impact in other people's lives and even we're facing the opposition because of the praise we give to His name? The disciples, the apostles, who were taken and beaten. And even though they were going to let them go, they beat them. And they said, don't preach in this name anymore. And they went out rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame on the name of Jesus, because of the name of Jesus. And they went out and did it all the more. You go uh, downstairs, we actually have a couple of copies of it, Fox's Book of Martyrs. And go through and take a look and see what the early church went through. For that matter, another places throughout the world. See what our brothers and sisters are facing. And they're rejoicing that they're counting, being counted worthy to suffer in the name of Jesus.
here in this country, we'll occasionally get mocked. We'll occasionally get ridiculed. Are we rejoicing that it's making an impact? People aren't mocking you and ridiculing you if you're just like them. They get mocked and ridiculed because we make a stand. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. We look in the world around us and we see all these things that are happening that the Bible said would be happening as we in, come to the last days. Not that some of these things have been happening for, that, for thousands of years. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you can look out and say, well, this here has never happened before. The things that are going on. But we see the turmoil that's happening in the world. Men's hearts failing them for fear. Brother rising up against brother. Earthquakes, tornadoes, floods. All of these things happening. Wars and rumors of wars. All of these things going on in the world around us that are talked about in Scripture. Do we recognize that however many days we have, and I don't know how many days I have, much less you, really don't know how many days any, any of us have. But I know that while we're here, we're here with a purpose, and our purpose is to rejoice and give praise to God and be a living testimony of who He is, and it needs to be reflective in our lives. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the call to rejoice in our circumstances. Rejoice in, rejoice in you regardless of our circumstances. The call, Father, to give praise to your name and to, and to trust and, and rely upon your salvation. Knowing, Father, that no matter what comes toward us, it comes having your permission and you've already promised to cause it to work together for good. That you are at work in our circumstances and you've called us to be lights in this generation, lights in this location, lights in this area in this world around us father so lord work in us and guide us and keep us use us father to touch and impact the lives of people around us help us father to be faithful witnesses that we give glory and praise to your name no matter what we face and we give praise lord in jesus name amen praise the lord thanks for listening for more information visit glbcvt.org.